got our two children's letters to God. The first one is from Jennifer. Dear God, in Bible times, did they really talk that fancy? The second one is from a little boy named Dean. You don't have to worry about me. I always look both ways. We learned from our last parable that operating out of fear is not the way we live in God's kingdom. Fear, insecurity, doubt is used too often in our world and rarely for good. The oil we brought for our lamps last week is food, water, clothing, and hospitality that we bring this week. Action and belief Engage not out of fear of God's vengeance, but out of the desire to do good, to want to reflect that same love and grace that we have been bestowed upon us. Those on the right as well as those on the left, neither group knew what they had done or not done. When Jesus said to the Jews, you clothed me, they asked, when? When Jesus said to the Gentiles, you gave me nothing to eat, they asked, when? Both groups asking the same question, when did we see you? We find ourselves this morning on both sides of the story. We are both the ones in need and we are the ones in need to give. No one is excluded from this line. Jesus appeared to be closer to the least of these than the greater of these when he was on earth. He ate with the sinners, the prostitutes, the tax collectors. He spoke to people in public places he wasn't socially supposed to. Now this message, it isn't addressed to a church or to followers. This is addressed to the nations. This is addressed to all people everywhere. All people, that includes us. Those in need of help are the least of these. And that help may vary greatly and it might not even appear in the form of traditional help. What Jesus is emphasizing in this text is the lack of love. Love needs to be spread to everyone even to the least of these, from all people. Say something nice to them. What if they take me up on it? What then? Would you like water to drink? Would you like something to eat? Would you care for a blanket? Do you need someone to talk with? Do you need a hug? Saying something nice opens the door for love to happen, for the embodiment of Jesus to take place and remain alive. This is Emmanuel. This is God with us. Instead of reading the least of these as a nation, a group of people denying these people, read it as a group of people denying the justice of these people because they weren't thought of as being deserving of justice. 
they weren't thought of as being good enough for actual real justice because they weren't good enough to be considered actual real people. Think of those our society views as not deserving actual justice, who our society views as not full citizens, not full people. Barbara Lundbald once wrote this about her congregation. When people in our congregation talk about going upstate for the weekend, they are not going to their weekend home. They are going to visit their father or brother or son in prison, their mother or sister or daughter. The United States imprisons more than two million people, more than any other country in the world. No matter where we live in the United States, we have the ability to visit and know someone in prison. Of those two million prisoners, about 67% are people of color, although people of color only make up about 30% of our population. Visiting someone in prison may change the way we think about prisoners and the system that puts more young African-American men in jail than in college every year. It's a bold statement from Lombard. From the expressions on your face, I can see it was as uncomfortable for you to hear as it was for me to read. We expect certain people to not be worthy of more, like those in prison. We expect others to not be worthy of more, like those with darker skin pigmentation. Yet Jesus includes those in prison in his list. How we treat those in prison is how we treat Jesus. It's hard to swallow right now, as body cam after dash cam show we don't always treat those that get arrested well. And how we treat the least of these. All over social media this week, the Me Too movement has continued with firsthand accounts from the least of these. We weren't. I wasn't expecting this week's testimonies to resurface so much hurt from so many people. I wasn't expecting it to bring up so much hurt in myself from the memories of my own experiences and the things that have still surfaced even this week. I wrote this sermon on Friday in Indianola at a coffee shop in the square. When we got done, we went to four places in Indianola. All four places I had men say inappropriate things to me while my husband was standing beside me. That's just one day. Yesterday I went out in public into one store. Fortunately, the three children that I had with me, two of which were my own and one was another person's, were on the aisle beside me when it happened here in Norwalk. These stories of the people 
that are regarded as second class. The people who are told to just sweep it under the rug. The vulnerable, the weak, the children, those silenced, those imprisoned. If you want to see the face of God, look into the face of these people. The least of these, the greatest, we all live dependent on each other. If you own a shop or a store or a bank or an office, you depend on others to purchase items from your store. If you own a restaurant, you depend on others to eat at your store. If you can't do something for yourself, say cook, you depend on restaurants being available for you to be able to eat. If you enjoy a good book, you expect a library to be available for resources. But on a much deeper level, we truly rely on each other. We were created for community. Even introverts like myself, we still don't want to go through life alone. We don't want to go through life never being noticed or tossed to the side or feeling less than. We want others to realize that we're people too. Goats and sheep, we need each other. Now, Palestinian shepherds commonly had mixed flocks of sheep and goats. At night, they would separate the two based on their sleeping preferences. Sheep liked the open, cool air outside. Goats needed to be protected from the cool winds, so they slept inside. This was the only time shepherds usually separated the two from one another. And they never separated them because they thought one was better than another. My kids, they love feeding the goats at the zoo. They love feeding the ones at Howell's Pumpkin Patch. I grew up personally loving goats. My grandparents had milk goats and I loved spending time outside with them, mainly because they let me love on them. People right now are paying good money to have little pygmy goats walk and jump all over them while they're doing yoga. Entire YouTube videos are dedicated to goats fainting and to goats screaming. Don't look those up while here. They are rather loud. But goats aren't bad. Now sheep, sheep are how some of us have winter mittens and warm sweaters. They're so cuddly and gentle, we teach our kids to count them as they fall asleep. Mattress companies place sheep as their mascots. You're comfortable, you feel cozy around them. They have nearly 360 degree vision, which is very rare for animals. And they were even kept during World War I on the grounds of the White House to help cut costs from having to mow. Sheep are good, they aren't bad. Yet we're not really talking about literal goats or sheep. The story starts off talking about Jews and Gentiles, Jews who had a long tradition and history of helping strangers in need. 
and Gentiles that were just learning this new way of life that included even welcoming a stranger. So for these people, this was their first time to hear this new way of helping people. A cup of coffee, a listening ear, someone needs something and everyone is able to help. The story of sheep and goats asks each to share. And when both do, the kingdom is here. Both the sheep and the goats are good. They live together. They depend on each other. Jews and Gentiles, all nations, all people are good. And when they live together and when all people help each other, the kingdom of God is with us. Now, we do a good job here at NCC at helping others. We give through our ministerial association. We give through our Norwalk Food Pantry. We have an incredible outreach committee and some of the most caring people I've ever had the pleasure to work alongside are sitting right here in this room. Yet whenever someone mentions helping the needy, one question always arises. Who can tell who is really needy? Appearances are deceiving. We've all read the articles of panhandlers making $15, $30 an hour, sometimes up to $50 an hour. The point isn't to try to figure out who is needy. The point is to not ignore or overlook the human face attached to people. All people. So often we give to good causes and think we've done our good deed. And yes, what we've done is noble, it's good. But this isn't what it's about, not this text. This is about actively looking around us and being aware of our surroundings. This is about the daily things we pass off as being too small or insignificant to matter. The things that we can easily ignore and claim we didn't see. Remember, all people. We don't actually want to care for all people is our problem. We look at the homeless man on the corner and we roll up our windows, we lock our doors, and we turn our heads the other way. Inside, we do this to other people too. Pretty much anyone who doesn't look like us. It's when we let fear dictate our actions. But the thing is, we shouldn't start reaching or reacting to them talking to them out of obligation. We don't just say nice things and actively engage with people because we're told it's the right thing to do. We don't do it to try to earn our way into the kingdom. We do it because we love people. And when we love people, beautiful things happen. Our first step is being able to look others in the eye. See their humanity. See they are a child of God too. That there are similarities we each share. Lindsay Armstrong said, Salvation is something we discover often when we least expect it. 
For some of us, being able to look at people we don't know and think to ourselves, you, person I do not know, are a beloved child of God. You are the face of God, and you are beautiful. Seeing that face and looking for any need is sometimes the least thing we expect. But it's expected for people. This is the crazy part. It's not even expected of people when you pass them in the street to make eye contact anymore. We mainly keep to ourselves. We follow the status quo. We do our own thing and we carry on. Sometimes even the slightest hello or making eye contact allows someone to feel human again, to feel a connection. It's when you see someone's humanity that you notice if there's pain. You notice if there's joy. You notice them, that they're a person. This isn't the way to save anyone or to cure anyone or to transform them into something else. When we do this, this is a way to unselfishly love someone. It takes a lot sometimes to make ourselves vulnerable, to go out of our way, expecting nothing in return, and also receiving rejection. But aren't we each worth it? Isn't each person worth it? Why we think we deserve or have earned so much ourselves baffle me. Yet I even find myself thinking that. And my mentality when I'm out at camp or on a mission trip is both good and bad. It's good that I'm intentionally looking for people, for their faces, for where they're at. It's bad that I'm setting out to do it as a mission. It isn't something that's just done occasionally once or twice a year. Being able to look at others and see their humanity should be an every moment opportunity. We look for Jesus to come again, but he's already here. He's in the face of the people around us. Don't miss those opportunities to show Jesus love. The goats, the Gentiles, their faith was never questioned, but their moral compass was. In God's kingdom, there's room for all. There's bread for all. There's drink for all. No one is cast out. And all are called beloved. That knowledge, that feeling you have when you're called God's beloved, that's the feeling, that's the knowledge that we should pass on throughout this world because that's the message of Jesus.